You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, episode 186. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantors, speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders build powerful communication skills. Learn more at thecmethod.com. Now, each week here on the podcast, we address a different topic to help you build a success mindset, present yourself with confidence, build strong relationships, and be an all-round better human. You can join our community over on Facebook, search for the group The C Method Rockstars, or go to thecmethod.com slash community. As I record this, I'm actually doing a Facebook Live as well, which the members of the um, the C Method Rockstars community are now watching, which is awesome. So everyone who is what hello to everyone who is watching on Facebook. Now, some really exciting news. My voice is back. Yay! Well, it's about 95% back. I don't know if you listened to my last message last week, but oh my goodness, I lost my voice completely and it was the worst. We had our weekly coaching webinar for the women in my group program and they were so gracious in putting up with my croakiness. It was the worst. Um, You know, there is nothing like losing something you take for granted to really appreciate it. So after last week, I tell you what, I am so grateful for my voice and how it allows me to speak to you on this podcast. It allows me to work with my clients. It allows me to chat with Aaron and my friends, Um, allows me to go networking, basically do everything. You know, I use my, my, I I speak for a living. That's what I do. So I'm very, very uh, grateful to have my voice back. Okay, today on the podcast, we're talking about why wanting to overcome your fear of public speaking is a bad idea. Now, you might be thinking, what, Christina? What do you mean? Stay with me. It's all good. We're talking about why wanting to overcome your fear. And when I say fear, I'm saying this can refer to any negative emotion. So overcoming your fear or your anxiety, or your nerves when it comes to speaking up or public speaking. Now, the reason why I'm, you know, we're sharing this today, I hear this all the time. People say this to me. I want to overcome my fear of public speaking. I want to prevent my nerves from bubbling up. I want to stop feeling so worried about sharing my ideas. I want to stop my anxiety taking over every time I get up to speak. Do any of these phrases resonate with you? Have you ever noticed yourself thinking this or saying this? Now I want you to think about what do these phrases have in common? What they have in common is they are all addressing common negative emotions that we feel when it comes to public speaking or speaking up at work and so on or networking, or whatever. So it's fear, nerves, anxiety, worry. But listen carefully to the language used to describe the relationship between us and the feelings. Okay, so we're saying, I want to overcome my fear. That word, overcome, it suggests jumping over your fear and not actually experiencing it, so not feeling it. 
This language is all about stopping the feeling or not feeling the feeling, right? I want to stop my nerves. I want to stop feeling worried. I want to prevent my nerves. I want to overcome, right? Now, this language that we use, it may not seem important, but it is powerful and it makes a big difference to how we see ourselves and our relationship with this fear. Now, our language is our reality. Now, think about it. Let's say you go to the dentist to get a filling done. You could use different words to describe the experience, different language. You could say, well, that hurt a little bit. You could say, well, that was painful. Or you could say, that was excruciating. Now, different language used to describe the same occurrence that happened. But whatever language you pick, that is going to be your reality. So every time you think of a dentist, if you use the the word excruciating whenever you go to the dentist, you're going to dread going to the dentist because you're going to think it's excruciating. Whereas if the language you use is, oh, it hurts a little bit, then it's going to be a much easier, you're going to have a much easier time going to the dentist. Now, this is the same when we have, when we use language to describe our relationship with our fear or our anxiety, our nerves. So think, think about the type of language that you use when you talk about something that you're challenged by at work. So in this context, it would be around having conversations with your colleagues, public speaking, speaking up in meetings and so on. Does your language suggest that you want to stop the feeling? Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up. The reason why this is so important is because negative emotions are not something that we should want to avoid. It's actually impossible. By saying that we don't want to feel those feelings at all, we're actually setting ourselves up to fail. Now, I've been working on my speaking skills for the last six years and I still get nervous. Yeah? The nerves don't go away. Take it from me. And being human is to feel these emotions. We can't go through life feeling happy and joyful all the time. It just doesn't work like that. So to live a truly authentic life and a real life and be true to who we are, we're going to need to experience all these emotions, whether it's positive or negative. It's more about how we deal with those negative emotions. So another another point I want to make make on that is that your fear, your anxiety, these negative emotions are generally what stands in the way between you and your goal. So if your goal is to be an effective speaker, your fear of speaking or your anxiety around being judged is standing in the way between you and that goal, right? So picture your goal in front of you, your fear, your nerves, your anxiety, your worry is in between you and the goal. Now you can't leap over that thing that's in the way You can't go around it. You need to go through it in order to get to that goal. I remember as a kid, I used to sing this song. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called We're Going on a Bear Hunt. I don't know if it's an Australian one or if it's universal, but it goes, you you sort of, you repeat each line. So you go, we're going on a bear hunt. We're going on a bear hunt. We're going to catch a big one. We're going to catch a big one. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. What a beautiful day. What a beautiful day. And then what happens is you come 
you're going on this bear hunt and then you come across an obstacle. So it goes, uh-oh, grass, long, thick, wavy grass. And then the song goes, we can't go over it. We can't go over it. We can't go under it. We can't go under it. We have to go through it. And then you go as you like go through the grass. And so you continue the song and you come up to different obstacles. You come up to like a muddy puddle or a river. And each time you can't go over it, you can't go under it, you have to go through it. And it is the same with our negative emotions. Okay. We can't go over it. We can't go under it. We have to go through it. So we have to lean into it, feel those negative emotions, become comfortable with them in order for us to achieve our goal. So I have some big ideas for you. I have six. Some of them I might have already shared, but we'll see. Let me just take a quick drink. Got to take care of my my little voice. So here are six big ideas. The first is to be aware. Awareness precedes change. So we need to be aware of the language we're using, even when you're simply thinking it to yourself. So what's your internal monologue saying? When you think about um, going to a networking event or doing a, a presentation, do you think, oh, I just want to stop these nerves? Or maybe you're in the middle of a presentation and you're feeling the nerves come up and you're thinking, oh, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. I don't want to feel these feelings. Go away. Be aware if that's the language you're using. Big idea number two is to understand that negative feelings are just as important as positive feelings. And it's okay to feel the negative feelings. It's okay. All right. So we, we bring in a little bit of acceptance, a little bit of compassion for ourselves. Big idea number three is to start to develop a positive relationship with those negative feelings. Start to be curious about these feelings. So as you're noticing it, so in big idea number one, we're aware of the language we're using. In, in big idea number three, right, when we notice these feelings come up, we think to ourselves, oh, I'm starting to notice a bit of anxiety coming up. Isn't that interesting? I wonder why. Maybe it's because I'm out of my comfort zone. Well, that makes sense. That's natural. So you're becoming curious, a bit playful with these negative feelings. Instead of viewing them as something that you need to stop or fear or hate or, you know, make, go, make them go away, um, we, are, we are then, we are becoming curious and, and beginning to be okay with them being there. Now, if you don't learn to develop a positive relationship with these negative feelings, something you may end up doing is avoiding, avoiding, avoiding. I was speaking with a woman last week who is keen to join the, um, the next group program that I'm running next year. And she told me that she has been avoiding doing any public speaking since she was in high school because she didn't want to feel those feelings of anxiety and nervousness. So she'd completely avoided any form of public speaking. 
And this had been, this is holding her back from moving up in her career. And she told me, she said, I have to do speaking as part of my job if I want to do a good job and if I want to get to the next level. But she said, I've just been avoiding it. This is what happens when we refuse to want to feel those negative feelings. Okay. So those are three big ideas for you. Now, before we get to the final three big ideas, um, I want to take a quick break because I have something I want to share with you. Hey, Rockstar, I want to share a little bit about my next upcoming group coaching program, which starts in February 2019. Now, I have been working since October with a group of five fabulous professional women who are making leaps and bounds in terms of how they communicate with others in the workplace, in terms of their own confidence and their overall impact, which has been absolutely incredible to see. So I have already set a date based on the success of this current program. I have already set a date for the next program, which is happening um, at the start of February, 2019. So I'm looking for six fabulous professional women who have been struggling with confidence in the workplace for a while. And you know who you are if you're listening to this. You've tried different things. You've listened to this podcast. You've read books. You've gone to seminars and you feel like you're not making as rapid progress as you would like. And you're at the point where you absolutely want to do something about it. And you're ready to commit to taking your self-development and your career to the next level. So if that sounds like you, if that sounds like something that you want to create for yourself in 2019, then I invite you to apply for the group program. Um, there is an, a link in the description of this app, or you can go to thecmethod.com slash group coaching. There is more info there and a link to where you can book in a discovery call with me to learn more about the program and to apply. Okay. Thanks for listening, Rockstar. Back to the show. Okay. So we're up to big idea number four around why overcoming your fear is a bad idea. <laughs> okay. So big idea number four is to understand that doing anything new is going to create feelings of unease. So you know how we're talking about, you know, we don't necessarily want to feel these negative feelings, but it's important to know that anything new that you do is going to create these negative feelings. So getting out of our comfort zone, doing anything new, anything that stretches us, anything that develops us is going to create those negative feelings. It's only natural. When we do something new, we're venturing into the unknown and our mind is essentially trying to keep us safe. It wants us to not die, get eaten, etc. It's telling us danger, danger. You know, when I went busking, um, you know, street performing with my ukulele, I felt so much fear before I did that because it was something that was brand new to me and I had no idea what was going to happen. Are people going to laugh at me? Are people going to abuse me in public? Are people going to throw beer cans at me? I didn't know. These were all possibilities and I didn't know if any of them were going to happen. So I felt so much fear and uncertainty going into that situation. And it ended up being a wonderful experience and my fears were 
completely um, radical and over the top and untrue. But there is no way I could have gone busking. I couldn't have even done the thing if I didn't want to feel that fear and I couldn't have done it without that fear. Yeah. So that's big idea number four. Big idea number five is to understand that negative feelings will never go away. So you're best to learn how to deal with them and learn to develop a good relationship with them instead of avoiding them, okay? So it's all part of being human. I mentioned this before. We can't go through life feeling happy all the time. But what we can do is to build a, have a more productive relationship with, with those feelings. And finally, on to big idea number six, which is essentially the how-to of how to, you know, go about um, fixing this. And that is to create new language to describe your relationship with your negative feelings. Okay, so instead of thinking or saying, I want to overcome my fear, say something like, I want to become comfortable with feeling this fear. Notice the difference? Or I want to feel okay with being uncomfortable in front of a group. Now, that's a much more realistic and useful goal than saying, I want to be able to speak without fear. Because to be honest, that's not going to happen. Like I, I don't speak without fear. Like there are some situations where I will speak without fear because it's a, an environment where I'm so used to. But if it's a new audience, if it's a new um, presentation that I'm doing, a new keynote that I'm that I'm doing for the first time, then yes, I'm going to feel a little bit of fear and anxiety. But I am comfortable with the anxiety. Um, another language you could shift to could be, I want to relate better to my fear. Another one is, um, I want to become more intimate with my fear. Ooh, how does that sound? Does that, do you like that? Does that resonate with you? You know, I want to develop, I want to, you know, take my fear out for dinner, treat my fear to a, a nice evening out. I want to, you know, hang out with my fear, get to know it a little better, get to know where does it come from? What is it like to do on the weekend? You know, what's, what's its star sign? You know, just get to know it a little better, get to learn more about it. Just like it's a, you know, just like it's someone you're dating. Date your fears. Date your negative feelings. Get to know them on a deeper le level. And when you do that, oh, my God, you get to know yourself on a much, much deeper level. And it's incredibly empowering to, to be able to develop that skill of knowing yourself. Okay. So those are your six big ideas on how to create a better relationship with your negative feelings. To quickly recap, firstly, be aware of the language. Second, understand that negative feelings are just as important as positive feelings. Number three, develop a positive relationship with those feelings. So be curious. Number four, know that doing anything new is going to create these feelings. Number five, know that these feelings will never go away. And, oh, and to add to that, everyone feels these. 
So it's not just you, it's everyone. Everyone might feel different fears or anxieties around different things at different levels, but people aren't without them. It's, it's common across everyone. If you're not, if you don't feel them, then you're not human or a psychopath. Okay. Um, so oh, negative feelings will never go away. And then finally, number six, create that new language to describe your relationship with your negative feelings. So give that a go. If you are watching on Facebook, I would love it if you could leave a comment in the video and let me know what's one new type of language or one new sentence that you could use to describe your relationship with your fear or a a goal for um, building a good relationship with your fear. So comment in the video. And if you're listening to this on the podcast and you haven't yet joined the Facebook group, come on over, join the group and join in on the conversations. Um, We are the C-Method Rockstars, or you can go to thecmethod.com slash community. Links are in the description of of this podcast in your podcast app. Awesome. Well, I hope that you found this week's episode valuable and, you know, that there are some insights there for you to, to think about as you go about your day. If you feel that you have someone who would also benefit from listening to this, maybe someone who is struggling with um, their their speaking skills or they're struggling with a bit of anxiety or lack of confidence at work, do share it with them because this is one of the best ways to help more people and to get the podcast heard as well by more people and that's what I'm all about, impacting as many people as possible. And that brings this episode to a close. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome and I will talk to you next week. And I promise you, my voice will still be intact. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.